Jersey Judah Red Pill Party Podcast once again. <coughs> I'm smoking. I know when I'm coughing, it's not COVID. I am back. It's Thursday. I think I said that already. One more day until Friday. And, you know, I'm at the job as usual, 718. I wanted to try to do this a little bit earlier, but I still wanted to get everything out of the way. Therefore, when I'm done this by 930, I'll be able to have a brief, some brief task, small task, nothing, nothing too major. Te- technically speaking, I want to say something like, if you notice, I came up with like anti-thirst or no thirst Thursdays. I don't even know what I'm going to call this one today. We're kind of just going off the top a little bit. I do have some things to address. Um, as a man in a relationship. <laughs> <coughs> oh shit, I hate this fucking phone with a passion. Let me put this sideways. Okay, that's even worse. As a man in a relationship or dating, you are building up a woman. Hold up. As a man in a relationship and dating, you are building up a woman for the next man. Uh, we'll try to get into that. Situationships 101, that's pretty much what that's all about. The two are the three C's most women can't follow in relationships. Comprehension, compromise, and commitment. All right, we're going to be getting into that. I mean, we also got some videos, of course. Don't have a lot of videos, so I'm not even sure if this is going to really be a long episode. Only because, you know, I've came unprepared today. I'm so much in a hurry to get this fucking weekend over with. But I figured out that Saturday I have overtime. And this is like officially what? 10, 11, 12, 1, 2. Officially five hours of work. So we're going to see how that works out. Um, It's extra hours. I get it. But, you know. It's not that bad to just sit on your ass, you know, two days out of the fucking week and have, you know, time to yourself. But it is what it is. You know, I chose to get the extra hours. So it is what it is, man. Starting off, if if you realize like in relationships today, right, once you commit to a woman and she knows that you're committed and she is not as committed to you as you are to her, the relationship will eventually fizzle out. (coughs) Like, dude, it's going to eventually fizzle out. So, like, the best thing that you can really do, and that's what I fucking deleted. Son of a bitch. Hold up. (coughs) I'm going to find it. I just remembered um, what I had deleted earlier. Um, No, I still have it. Okay, we're going to start it off uh, with one of my favorite comedians. And the reason why I'm starting it right here is because I'm pretty much getting to, I'm pretty much talking about the same thing that the late, great Patrice O'Neill said. So without further ado, Red Pill, MGTOW, Compilations, let's go. I think my my happiness is um, paramount. I think it trickles, if it trickles down for me, it's, it's better, you know, for me. That's what I think. I mean, it could be misogyny or whatever, but I just think it's not 50-50. It's not, you know, 
I think the only way a relationship could, could survive is if your girl looks at you like you're better than her. And I don't know how to explain that to make people not mad about it. I just think, you know, if she's, if you're, if she looks at you like, man, this dude is better than me, their relationship's going to work. Because she's going to always be, always be trying to make you equal or bring you down. So if you don't let her bring you down, she's going to love you forever. Now, keep in mind, this man passed away, I believe, November 2011. You know, this guy had a lot of insight, man. Really like the hidden gems of the red pill because he was explaining something that he probably didn't even know. Like, it would later on become that way of living. That way of thinking from Patrice O'Neill became that way of living for us. So, guys, when you decide... To put all your eggs in one basket. Right. And like, you see, women love, women hate weak-minded men, but they love them. They love them because of any and everything that they can benefit off of them. But they hate them because they're not men. They're like, I've, I've always talked about this, like, when you reach... When you reach your 30s, right, as a guy, when you reach your 30s, a matter of fact, that's the fucking video that I wanted. I'm sorry, man. This is going to be crazy. This is going to be a retarded episode because I deleted a very important video from earlier because I was trying to get enough space for this shitty phone that I'm using, but we're gonna try to get this, we're gonna try to get this video from Pink Book Lessons. As you guys already know, Pink Book Lessons, the melanated sister who is on here cooking these bitches the fuck up. She's cooking them. Well productive though, she's not cooking them like me, you know. But it is what it is videos huh I apologize once again you know this is this is gonna be a niggerish podcast episode I'm just gonna tell people that right away um let's see we already talked about the chick that was engaged three times oh man we really need to find this because if I don't I'm gonna be very upset um I remember it being 10 minutes, super, oh, yes, here it is, here it is, and we're going to have a right now. all right, before we get into this, this is, like I said, this episode is any and everywhere at this point, um, no official name, no official title, we do have a couple of topics that we may speak on, but this first video that I'm going to play, besides Patrice O'Neill, we're going to get, actually, we're going to play this video in its entirety, I'm going to speak on it. And then we're going to go back to the compilation starting with Patrice O'Neill and move forward. So before we do all this, let's make sure this faggot Domino's ad is done and over with. Oh, we got two ads. Oh, wow. Nice. What else do we have? Uh, 2022 Carnival. Okay. Okay, good. Skip. Fuck out of here. 
fuck out of here. <coughs> All right. It's not getting money. They're just not knowing how to. 32. Because <coughs> I like men in their 30s. When a man tell me he's 30, I'm like, oh my God. That's a turn on. 28, and whatever. 30? Oh, you 30? You 32? You 33? I feel like that's the age for a man. That's their prime. A woman prime is 25. A man prime is 22, 23. That's when the. Now, if you can get through all of the hood booger, uh, hand clap gestures and all that shit, she's making a valid point. See, she didn't realize that until she probably reached her 30s. You see, when she was 25, she wasn't looking at no fucking 30 year old men. Now, women today who know a little bit of game and who know how to fucking manipulate and, you know, gather resources off of these type of niggas. Then, yes, they'll do that today. In fact, probably 23-year-old women would, would fuck with a 30-year-old man if he's established. And I think the age, the experience, the experience of life is more important than the age, okay? Now, I've heard a lot of people say, like, all right, when you get in your 30s, and I've heard it asked backwards. People say, oh, man, when you're 30... <coughs> They said, oh, man, when I was 30, I freaked out. A lot of guys would say that. Then when I reached 30, I was good. And then now I'm 33. I'm financially stable, getting shit done, uh, podcasting, whatever I can. I try to be as eh, organized as possible. I record and I do episodes every day if you guys haven't paid attention. you know. I try to come with some different form of energy. But this hood booger, who, by the way, I, I'm watching the video right now. Uh, go on Pink Book Lessons and subscribe, first and foremost. Look up the video. Super competitive redhead refuses to listen and tells women, tells women your career is your life. Now, we're going to start. This isn't the woman, by the way. She has green hair. She has a jacket that consists of, I lie to you not, green orange, yellow, pink, and like turquoise. Like th th this bitch is just on another fucking planet with her outfit. <clears throat> her hair looks crazy. She's about, she has the cat. It's like all of the, all of the signs, gentlemen, especially the black men. These are what we call German shepherds. Shout out to Minister Jap. Uh, and happy Black History Month. This bitch has the green bob, but the bob has completely, it's like a bowl. It's a bob bowl. It's a bowl bob around her head. She got some titties. I'll give her that, but it's the, it's the long nails. Like, how do you bitches wipe your ass with long nails? Like, serious, I want to know how, I, I, I need to know how this is physically possible without you stabbing yourself in in your anus how do you wipe your ass with those nails 
don't got no fight. They, they, they're just not getting money. They're just not knowing how. 32, I feel like 30, between 28 to 33, a man, that's when they really start getting money. They have their mama crib, they get their own money, they, their financials together, they're having fun, they feel like they're a man. They even look better at 30. Y'all, dude, I know, dude, you, Rico, I met you when you were 25, 26. I thought you was a little boy. Now you're like 27, 28, and you got more like, you know, we got more men than you. You see, like, you see how these women try to emasculate a man and say that that guy just ain't man enough for me? See, a lot of these bitches need to shut the fuck up because I really get tired of seeing these. It's like this fake masculinity that these bitches have. It's fictional, bitch. Like, see, these women, see, that's why it's always funny when we talk about sexism. The body image thing is always to women. A fat bitch can go outside of the house with a bikini. A nigga come outside with no shirt on and he 50 pounds overweight. These bitches is going to tear his ass up. Right? One-sided, double standard. Open relationships. We talked about the whore last night who was in a relationship for 17 years, decided to mess with another guy. Uh, within that 13-year relationship, if I'm not mistaken. And her idea was she was going to experience her joy and her and her fun. She's going to have her lovers, and the guy is just going to have to deal with it. The guy is just going to have to deal with the fact that his girlfriend is getting smashed out by another guy. Hold up. So this nigga decides, right? Well, I got a bitch in Berlin. This nigga's going into Berlin. He's flying places. And that's the one thing I forgot to mention on that episode last night. What type of money are these niggas making? Like, what blood, uh, what blood sacrifices are these niggas participating in? They're flying everywhere. I think they were talking about Prague. Uh, yeah, they were talking about uh, Prague. The nigga flew, flew out to meet a chick in Berlin. He was getting some, uh, as I call it, German pie. Shout out to the German bitches out there. And I do mean bitches. Um, anyway, <clears throat> it's it's just funny to me. Like, when a woman starts demanding shit, that's when the masculine frame comes in. That's where this uh, mysterious and invisible masculine frame comes in. And these women will... As you just as you just heard, talk down to a man. Oh, I thought you was a bum 28, but now you dirty something and you getting money. I'll be like, yeah, bitch, now you dirty something, miserable, unmarried, and you are not getting money. Fuck out of my pockets, bitch. You know what I'm saying? Get the fuck out of my pockets. You start start telling these fucking bitches. What the fuck is wrong with them? Yeah. I'm just saying like she was saying that women they're going to be their best around 25 basically before 30 but for men things won't get better until after 30. shout out to eight at the table that's where this clip comes from before we get into it take a second to make sure that you're subscribed to this channel click the notification bell for all updates and if you're new include new subscriber in your comment below and i'm going to try my best to respond to all of you all right so let me just speak real quick on that <clears throat> i pretty much explained the gist of it it's it's not it's funny because it, it's really with men, their progression is more within 
the world and what that man can accumulate. Yeah, there's a possibility that he becomes better looking, he gets a beard, so on and so forth. But what it really breaks down to with a woman is she just said it. That man is nine times out of ten getting money. He's nine times out of ten consistently working because that's the only way you can maintain is <clears throat> by consistently fucking working. You know what I'm saying? So she's not really talking about in her mind. She's saying her physical beauty is 25, but the man's progress is 30. That's really what it breaks down to. Not going to waste any time. Let's go ahead and get into it. We're going to get into what is the appropriate age to get married. So I did my little research and it says that there's a theory called the Goldilocks theory, right? And it says the ideal age to get married um, is the age 28 to 32, because that's the least likelihood to get divorced in the first five years, the age 28 to 32, where you're young enough to, um, to be married and old enough to have sense. So meaning like, you're old enough to realize true compatibility from puppy love, but young enough to not be so set in your ways. And you're like, you know, flexible to be like, okay, just to have a compromise. And also I do believe though, that if you put an age limit on yourself when to get married, you'll find yourself scrambling around like, oh my God, I gotta get married, I'm 40 something. I didn't get married yet. So I feel like even though there is an age limit, I'm saying there's no age limit. I believe it's not about age, it's about perfect timing. Yeah. And when you Now keep in mind, he just said it's not about age, it's about perfect timing. Now, <clears throat> If you were to ask somebody like me, what do I think about that? I think because of the standards or lack thereof when it comes to modern women, they're not paying attention to marriage because they've listened to the feminazi indoctrination that tells them that they can get their careers <clears throat> and they can turn their careers into their lives for 10 plus years, five plus years, and then... <clears throat> Since they're not really, this isn't really, to, this isn't, this isn't really to uh, sound terrible, but a lot of women, when it comes to like doing the work or the task, it's always going to be more words, less action. When it comes to grinding. When it comes to like focusing on what they have to do, women are the ones who continuously fall by the wayside. But what they are able to do now is latch off of men. So they can't latch off of their counterparts per se. They can't, if, they, if a bitch is a five, she's gonna aim for an eight off rip. She, she, and in, in today's, and like today's dating scene, it's like women, are always told to go up. Men are always told to go down when it comes to dating and relationships. So a guy who's a seven, and which in today's sexual market value, that's pretty much average when you're talking about the 80, 20, some say 90, 10, however the fuck you want to put it, 85, 15, you know what I'm saying? However the fuck you want to put it. The majority if that guy's a if that guy's a seven, right, and he's like the standard average for a woman's expectations today, he's going to have to date down to possibly a five. 
and even those fives will have the same expectations. Hold up. That's just the reality of it. That's the facts. And so when guys, when you're talking about marriage to a man, he's, he's not really listening to you. Especially if that man has some fucking sense and he knows about what's going on today. A lot of guys, they fall for the Disney dynamic. And to me, saying that marriage comes at a perfect time, that's, that's Disney dynamic shit. And when you are confident in your personal and career life. And that's a major problem for modern women because they are never satisfied with their lives. I mean, look at people like Chesley Christ or Aisha Curry or even Super Sin. Enough is never enough and they're never satisfied. So if a woman is waiting to be satisfied in order to take selling down serious, it will never happen. That's why you have women in their 40s, 50s, and even 60s like AJ Johnson who will never settle down. So with, with that being said, what is the appropriate age? Do you believe there's appropriate age to get married? I don't. I do not. I think that's very dangerous to like box yourself like that. Um, especially like I know a lot of my female friends, they're like, oh, I'm this age and I'm I'm not in a relationship. I, I'm not getting married and I'm, I'm running out of time. or whatever. And I just think that that's I, I don't know. I just think that's dangerous to think. Um, Let me just give you all a breakdown of what she looks like just so we can move forward. She's a five and below. Matter of fact, she's like probably a four. She's overweight. She's a white chick with red hair, overweight, talking about, and you're going to hear a lot more what she talks about, but I just want you guys to get a visual. You know what I'm saying? This woman is unattractive. This woman is unappealing. unappealing. Even to a guy who's desperate, this is like a drunk hookup, and this is when you smash and dash. Cause you have your whole life. Like your life is your whole life. And like, check this out. I'm going to show you how. Oh, I that's cute. We got to add that's, that's what's up. Faggot fucking security systems. And like, you don't commit like certain aspects of your life to just a certain decade of your life. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, you're not like, Oh, I need to grind in my career in my twenties. I think you need to like be in your career. You picked your career. Your career is your life. So like, <laughs> there you go. Your career is your life, women. It doesn't matter if you listen to me or not, because you're probably stuck in your own ways. So you'll probably go along with that narrative anyway. But just remember, when you reach 30, right? When you reach 30 and maybe that career's worked out, maybe it hasn't worked out. And you spent most of your adult years chasing that position, chasing that title, don't wait until you're 30 to say, where are the good men? They're not interested. Well, she's just going to always be living. I didn't mean to do that. We went back to Patrice O'Neill. In my 20s, I think you need to like be in your career. You picked your career. Your career is your life. So like that's your whole life. And uh huh. And that's the problem right there. Women making their jobs, their lives. That I really wish you can see this girl like this girl. She's a th she's not even a four, dude. Like, she's not even a four, dude. Like, just ne just really overweight, chubby face. Her body is not is not put together right, and she's talking about marriage and all this. Of course, you're not married. You don't have the appeal. You don't qualify. You have a you have a terrible attitude, and you have a terrible appeal. How do you appear on camera like that? 
That's what this woman right here did. She did everything that she set out to do. From all the degrees, the dream job as a lawyer, hated that. Then her dream job as a correspondent, interviewing celebrities. Won Miss USA at an older age than everybody else. Made history as the oldest woman to win Miss USA. After failing in the Miss America pageant and aging out of that system. And then one day she woke up at 30 years old and realized how much time she wasted on stuff that did not matter. At the end of the day, none of it mattered. She still wasn't happy. She adopted feminism, the same type of rhetoric that this woman is speaking. Her job was her life. She saw she was out of time. She went to school to get her MBA and law degree for four years. That's after spending four years in undergrad, only to work a year and a half as a lawyer. That's eight of her prime years of her life. And who do you think really put the pressure on her? Her own mother who was trying to live her life through her daughter. So no ma'am, what's dangerous is women thinking that their job is their life. Yeah, I think when you know, you know, I'd like to be a, a little bit of a romantic in that way. Um, and I think that and that's that's really all I have to say. I don't think that there should be an age because I think that's that's a bit scary and it puts too much pressure on on it when there's already enough pressure on on the whole idea. Yeah. There's enough pressure for you. Shit, you apply enough pressure. This fat dumpster shape bitch you apply you apply enough pressure wherever you sit and see this is the type of shit it sounds good right oh it's telling women hey not to worry about marriage but if you you're worrying about marriage for a reason if you've waited if you're a so-called career woman and i and i do mean this with sincerity all power to you and your decision to be a career woman but you cannot expect to find a man who is nine times out of ten willing to deal with your career and all this shit before him. Now, a lot of motherfuckers can say, you know, um, a lot of motherfuckers can say something like, well, you know, that's selfish. You know, a man shouldn't think like that. Right? Uh, you know, a man shouldn't think like that. A man should always, you know, understand where a woman's coming from. All this other sentimental bullshit gets brought up into the mix. And it's like, no, you've made that decision to go from out of college into whatever career that you chose, which is usually 22, 23. And you probably took in that, you probably took in that position on five plus years, an additional five plus years. Next thing you know, you're getting close to your 30s. Now, if you're 28, I mean, I can even say today, even a woman who's 28 and you got those two years before 30, you better get in line quick because 30 is going to be right around the corner. And unlike me, y'all bitches can't handle the heat. You know what I mean? Y'all can't take the time down. To, to just relax and shut the fuck up and, and, and don't be in everybody's conversation and, and, and stop rushing into shit. That's what women, women, women like to, they like to rush into things. Like just imagine the Kool-Aid man just, just breaking through the fucking, breaking through the wall. Like that's, that's what this bitch represents. She'll, she'll, she'll play 
she'll play the psychological warfare type games. And this is where these like beneath nothing bitches, they'll sit around, right? And they'll talk about what a man needs to be qualified to be with her, right? Everything that the woman mentions is either something of financial means or something just materialistic. They mention nothing about uh, the man's presence. What 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 words does a man say? No, he just has to have this and that. So then when you find a nigga who has all this money, which usually happens, it's not that it's not that these women don't come across these bitches, it's that they can't they can't really obtain these men. They'll let the men smash and think that that's enough, but then she forgets that this is the high value man. So now you're just another name on the list, bitch. Welcome to the club. Because they truly believe, unlike most men today, which we know, we know what the dating scene breaks down as. We know what the dating scene breaks down as. It's, it's, it's probably like, it's like this. If, if you're anything below a six, if you're a guy who's a five at best, average at best, you are fucked. That's just the reality. Niggas can say it's black pill. Now it gives the guy the option. Hey, what can I do to better myself? But at the same time, I'm not trying to push that narrative where, hey, if you make yourself look better, you'll be in a better position just to be in a better position. You understand? We still keeping it raw, real, red pill right now. Always. Just a reminder. And by the way, like I said, this bitch is a three at best. She's ugly. And it puts too much pressure on on it when there's already enough pressure on on the whole idea. Yeah, so just keep pushing them towards failure because you don't want to hurt their feelings. So just keep lying to them, right? Well, girl, I think I'm one of your friends because I am the type of person to say, I need to get married by this and this age because, yeah, I'm going to be running out of time. And that... (sighs) Fucking ads, dude. Like, these ads are sickening, yo. Like, YouTube fucking sucks, dude. Fuck YouTube, man. I need to get married by this and this age because, yeah, I'm going to be running out of time. And that age, to me, I feel like is in your 30s. I'm just going to put that time gap in it because right now I am in my 20s. And like you did say, people use your 20s to, like, focus on your career. But I feel like in this day and age... There's a lot of hustlers. There's a lot of people starting businesses. There's, you know, there's a lot of like women and men like getting to the bag, hustling. Any like this, this goes back to why I find a lot of black women unattractive. And this goes, this this says nothing about her appearance because she's actually, I would say she's above average, slightly above average. She's a cute black chick. But when you talk about when females use the terms getting to the bag and it's about the bag, it's really like words of a prostitute, because like when a prostitute says something like that, that's like a translation to being willing to go through any and everything to obtain the bag to get the money. 
So when these women talk about it, it doesn't matter if they're career driven. It doesn't matter if they're all about their business and all this shit. When they talk about getting to a bag, like for most dudes, that's just something very unattractive about that. And or whatever. And once you set that foundation, the earlier you do it, the, the more you're setting yourself up for success in your career for the rest of your life. So once you get that done earlier, you can focus on what the rest of your life looks like. But sometimes that doesn't take just your 20. Sometimes that takes a long time. And some people don't even realize what they want to do until they're in their 30s or their 40s, or they have a completely different career change. And, and sometimes that's... I guarantee you, the women who have that mindset, they, they've they either just gotten divorced or they've gotten out of a long-term relationship and never been married. So in their mind, all right, I'm just going to focus on myself. I'm going to focus on my career. Shout out to CGA. She'll she'll still come back to that thought, which it's it'll be even worse for her because she'll be 40 and she won't be able to have kids. <laughs> she'll be 40 and she won't be able to have kids. So it'll be over for her. The 30-year-old is like, all right, now you got to find sort of a beta male provider to nut in you so you can sort of capitalize off of that or you're just that psychotic and you want a family to that point. But we're going to get back to a little bit of what she says because this guy makes a valid point. That doesn't take just your 20. Sometimes that takes a long time and some people don't even realize what they want to do until they're in their 30s or their 40s or they have a completely different career change. And, and sometimes that's because they don't have somebody with them. Is... Exactly. Most older women who are honest, they will tell you that most of their struggle came from them trying to do everything alone. I'm telling you, as a woman, life is so much easier if you're not doing it alone. Constantly trying to figure everything out and every year just finding themselves in the same spot. But go ahead, strong women, do whatever you want to do. Maybe if they had somebody with them the whole time, then that person can help them find new depths of themselves so they don't have to change their careers. They can find their career and stick to it. Or they can find that person that can help support them and help grow their careers. You know, if you, let's just say you were 26 and 28, for example, and you just started your career and you got somebody that's supportive, that believes in you and that's pushing you, then that self-doubt may never trickle in. Maybe yeah. that lack of support system may never trickle in. And maybe you both become successful together and you grow together. So I... Well, is it that the dream? I mean, it is a dream. Yeah. <laughs> you notice the fat... I'll just let you guys know the fat white chick. She look, she looks like a fucking cow. It it blows my mind to see how much. It's not even confidence. It's like an illusion that these women have. Maybe it's like a shallow how effect. These are fat bitter bitches that look into the mirror, and they see Christina Aguilera or Christina Milian. Even though I'm bringing up old fucking names from the '90s and 2000s, but a lot of people my age know what I'm talking about. This fat bitch, she's below average, okay? So, with her attitude alone, she's not going to be suitable for any guy. And I'm going to be realistic. The way that she's talking compared to how she looks, she's not going to get any guy. So, of course, it's a fantasy to her to not be able to find that right guy that will support her because she's fat. She can't even support herself. She can't even sit in that chair properly. 
But there's also a theory because the theory is 28 to 32, and most men are set, most men don't get um, settled in their careers or settled with their finances until 30. So that's actually smack dab in the middle of a theory, and the theory is not a theory based on uh, poetic or, or fantasies and dreams. It's based on science. real studies and real people. So it makes sense. Like for me, I believe that's the same thing. 28 to 32, I would give that a great four year range. I don't want to be 45 stuck in my, cause I'm already kind of stuck in my ways now and dealing with relationships. I find myself having to get out of the ways that I grew up and was taught or what I've experience to learn i can only imagine how much more experiences i'm gonna have that i'll be stuck in the more that time frame goes on also the more partners that you have in your life the more you're going to compare the, that partner to your to your new partner so if i've been dealing a single life for 45 years and then i compare all of my experiences to one person they're never going to live up to that and it's going to be hard it's going to be hard you're going to get to a point where you're settling for a relationship instead of settling for a happy well i agree i don't think you should ever settle i all right that's it that's that's the last ad that's the last part of the video uh fuck what that fat bitch says she's gonna always be combative therefore she's always gonna be alone see certain women you have to be direct with and i don't mean direct like oh, i'm about to approach this bitch <coughs> no <coughs> i'm not talking about that I'm, I'm talking about telling a woman listen you're not that special. No woman is special. That's number one. It's red pill one-on-one. Number one lesson. No woman is special. Number two. No woman within the dating market. Within the dating market itself. No woman is single. Or if she claims to be single, she's never alone. <laughs> that's 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 the that's straight dope no cut that's straight dope because a woman will always be the gatekeeper of sex see a man can't tell a woman oh we not fucking until this and that a woman will look at him like what the fuck is this she's the one to come in with those rules and regulations but she'll make rules for betas and let the alphas break the rules. If you catch my drift, all right? But most of these bitches today, dude, like, I, I try to, like, I try to be fair. <laughs> I try to be fair. And it's like, dude, like, a lot of these bitches aren't even really worth that, that level of commitment. <coughs> <coughs> Or really even the time to just go up to and spit game to. Like, really, women, to me, because, like, I've been so used to working around them, they're just, like, they're not children. I'm not saying that they are children, but they're similar. You can't talk to them directly. If you talk to them directly, they, they, they feel uneasy. I don't know what's wrong with these type of women. These are older women. What the fuck would I want to do with older women? But it's like their attitude and they're still like, they're still fragile. They're grown, but they're fragile. They're like fucking kids. Catch these motherfuckers socializing about hair and makeup products. 
bitches just sit in the house and play dress up all day. <sighs> Gotta drink some water. It's broke. It's a, this is a broke nigga day, Thursday. <laughs> Niggas is struggling. This, this is a broke nigga day. So we coming in with broke nigga specials. We're going to get back to uh, the Patrice O'Neal bit. Use that radio lingo for y'all. We're going back to the Patrice O'Neal bit with the Red Pill MGTOW compilation slash TikTok number 872022 Red Pill emoji. Let's get it. To get her, because she, see, I think my my happiness is um, paramount. I think it trickles, if it trickles down for me, it's, it's better, you know, for me. That's what I think. I mean, it could be misogyny or whatever, but I just think it's not 50-50. It's not, you know, I think the only way a relationship could, could survive is if your girl looks at you like you're better than her. And I don't know how to explain that to make people not mad about it. I just think, you know, if she's, if you're, if she looks at you like, man, this dude is better than me, their relationship's gonna work. Cause she's gonna always be, always be trying to make you equal or bring you down. So if you don't let her bring you down, she's going to love you forever. She's just going to always be living to get her. Because she, see, she she hates how much she's in love with you. If your woman hates you, you're in a good relationship. Because she really don't hate you. She just hates how much she loves you. Because it, it makes her not focus. The only, only thing you have to do to want to want to um, have happiness is, is uh, accept loss, is accept that you may you may lose. You may, you, she may walk away and like not, do, you know, that's the only way. All you have to do is fight, is fight rejection and fight walking away. And then once you're able to face that, then you, you find a good one that's going to listen. Because most of the time, you know, you get, you see girls, you know, even in this show, man, there's some girls that don't got no man. They want a man bad. They don't know how to keep one. They're tired of losing them. They're tired of getting one because they know how to get them. Getting a man is fucking easy. Like, like getting a woman is our job. Getting a woman is hard for us. Getting her is hard. Now keeping her is not hard, but but getting a man is easy for a woman. But keeping a man is hard because because they think they didn't really they don't their keeping skills aren't sharp. So wait, it sound like the love. I don't know if I've seen a single woman who I didn't think had a psychological problem who hadn't seriously flipped in their attitude towards the balance of, of family and career by the time they were 30. And then you see lots of women who at 40 haven't had kids and perhaps wanted to, and that's a not a pleasant situation. It's talking to a woman who is about 39, a professional woman, attractive, well put together, competent, well-educated, successful in her profession, unmarried, in a relationship with an older guy, but unmarried, and desperate to have a child. She said no one ever talked to her about the fact that she'd actually want to have a family or encouraged her to think about doing that. It was as if it wasn't within the realm of possibility that one of the things that she might have the ambition to do would be to be a mother. And that's just not acceptable. And it was like she woke up in her late 30s and thought, well, the first thing she thought was, this profession of mine is actually 
nowhere near, near as comprehensively fulfilling as the advertisements claimed. Which is something that virtually everyone discovers as they move forward in their professional career. No, I mean, the reason that you get paid generally for your work is because you're doing something that you wouldn't choose to do if you weren't being paid for it. And so the idea that your career is going to be the fundamental source of your fulfillment is true for a very tiny minority of people. And even with them, it's, it's complicated. So she was tearful and upset about the fact that it took her so long to discover that there were other important dimensions to life and that motherhood turns out to be, well, how many things do you do in your life that are fundamental, right? You, you have a career and your education, so that would be part of your career development. That's part of what makes you generally useful in society, and perhaps a place that you find some meaning and purpose. You have your friends, you have your family, like your, your parents and your siblings and so forth. You have your kids, you have your relationship, that's it. There's four things. Now, you know, you can expand that to some degree. You can have, maybe you're creative and you make good use of your, of your personal time. There's other factors that aren't trivial, but those four things are canonically important. You miss one of them and you're gonna pay for it. And so our society needs to rethink our, value, our relative valuation of career versus motherhood. So we don't know how to solve this problem, but we could at least have an intelligent discussion about it. And we could start by admitting that the idea that most 19 year old women are fed, which is that their career will be the primary purpose of their life is actually a lie. It's never an accident, bro. I'm just telling you, it's never an accident, man. It's never an accident, bro. They make this choice, man. Don't fall for that rhetoric. They gonna tell you that because they don't want to be accountable. Every baby mama that I know who owned up to their ex-partner owned up to it and said it was her choice, whether it was wrong or right. They just want you to believe something false, man. Let them be accountable and admit that it was their choice. Man, we gotta stop acting like women can't be accountable for stuff they do, man. It's just funny because I was told the same thing too, but I grew out of that stuff. And I'm just sharing this message to uplift your mindset to let you realize that women make choices too. They do. Here's some advice for virgins and what you can expect during your first sexual encounter. You don't really know what you're doing. You don't really know your way around your partner's body yet, or the opposite sex's body for that matter. So explore, have fun with that. Be playful, learn to laugh. If something silly happens, if you get caught taking your jeans off, or you knock something over, you fall out of the bed, whatever, learn to laugh. Enjoying it and having a very playful, relaxed, fun experience is way, way more important for you than it is to be this some super stud in the bedroom. He's sending y'all niggas to the hellfire. <clears throat> that nigga should be ashamed of himself for what he just said. Somebody, somebody should should throw this man in jail for that. First of all, any advice, <clears throat> advice, sexual advice to an incel is like I couldn't even compare anything like. It is so 
ass backwards and idiotic. It really is. You're telling these person who, I mean, for the most part, it's not, it gets to a point where it's like, there's a choice because women are the gatekeepers of sex. So in a lot of ways, <clears throat> these are essentially the rejects or the leftovers within the male population. And it's more so now than ever. And they shouldn't be alone. There's an, there's another 80% of us out there. And it's not that we haven't had sex. It's just we're out of that whole attraction and dating market. We just choose not to participate in it. A lot of y'all niggas that do, well, you know, you'll take advice from, I don't, I don't even get it, dude. I don't even, I don't even know what the purpose was for that. That's just idiotic. Three reasons why you're not pulling baddies before you. Okay. This is when, this is when it gets to like false facade costume alpha sort of that fake machismo like you you guys are about to listen hold up have fun with that be playful learn this to bitch. laugh if Fuck something this. silly Fuck happens and you get caught taking your jeans off or you knock something over you fall out of the bed this whatever learn to laugh cuck. enjoying it and having a very playful a relaxed fun experience is way way more important for you than it is to be this some super stud in the bedroom this guy, this guy is a cuck. He's a fucking cuck. Three Super reasons cuck. why you're not pulling baddies. Baddies. Before y'all say, oh, oh, it's because I'm ugly or I'm too short. I'm not. If you're considering women who are attractive baddies, I don't give a fuck who you are in life. If you're considering attractive women baddies, um, I don't want to hear from you. I don't want to hear your advice. I know what you were going to say is completely idiotic. It's going to make no sense whatsoever. Okay? So keep this in mind. This is all comedy right here. At this point going forward, it's comedy. Tall enough, most guys aren't really that ugly. And even so, like, society doesn't value our looks as much as they value them in women. So we got a lot more wiggle room. And height matters, but not as much as y'all think it does. This is another bit of, like, I guess, false hope. Like, does he not know about the the eighty twenty? Like, does he does he not figure that out? Like, see, these are there's there's certain people there's certain people you gotta like really listen to. Like, you starting off talking about baddies. It's like this is like high school game. Probably not even that. Number one, you're musty. I know it's basic, but some of y'all be trying to step down to girls with Charizard breath. It's not happening. Shower, deodorant, cologne, lotion, all that. And clean under your nails. You think a girl's gonna wanna talk to you when it looks like you got Chia Pets under your fingers? Number two, social media. Now, social media is very important in today's day and age. It's not necessarily that you need one, but if you have one, you might as well make sure that it looks good. And y'all be trying to DM girls, no pictures on your page, trash pictures on your page, do better. Learn how to take pictures, bro. If you what a normie, dude. Like, like this right here is like normie game. Like he could sell this, and there would be like, I would imagine tons of like band camp students signing up, and just like 
giga chads they're just worldwide like celebrating this because it's like yeah i said the same thing last week and it's like it's cool whatever but it's like man it's, it's fucking gay dude like stop calling women baddies stop putting women on pedestals then yes even the women that you're interested in stop putting her on a pedestal go in a lot of girls phones and you look at their camera roll there's a bunch of pictures that damn near look identical but never got posted because they're trying this is like social media garbage see i've already i've already given people my personal opinions on social media as a whole um i hate it i don't i don't really care about social media i do use it as an outlet to get my podcast out there other than that, uh, besides music and other things of that nature, I, I don't really care much of social media. Um, this phone that I'm actually recording off of, I had this I had this phone since like 2018. Maybe 2019, actually. Since 2019. So it's going on like three years. Phone's cracked. Or going on four years. Phone's cracked to pieces. Still works. Still able to check my emails. So... There's that. Like, I, I, I became a minimalist where if I wanted to, I can get, I can buy things. Like, I, I'm still thinking, I don't know, the laptop. See, the laptop may have to, may have to wait because I may have to just get the new Xbox. I may have to stunt, get the new Xbox. I got to go back to this fucking place. <clears throat> Saturday at nine, I think. <clears throat> Saturday at nine. Be here until about twelve thirty when a game is supposed to take place. And then when the game is over at one fifteen, I have forty-five minutes to clean everything that needs to be clean. And that'll be an easy extra five hours. But I'm not too excited about that. Is that five hours or is that four? 10, 11, 12, four. Yeah, that is five hours. Oh, man. We're going to try to get through the rest of this. I didn't know it was going to get down to like high school Giga Chad game, but it is what it is. I find that perfect angle. On your page, have pictures of you and your friends going out and doing things, going to the theme park, going out. Because <laughs> think about it, bro. Men are crazy. Men be murdering women. So girls, a lot of times, like to filter through and make sure a guy's not weird. And Men be liking to murdering men. Well, I got to hear that again. Like, just wow. I just like to filter through and make sure a guy's not weird. And one of the ways they could tell if you have the higher possibility of being cool is if other people like to be around you. The third reason you're not pulling any baddies is because you're broke. You don't have to be rich, but think about it like this. You take a girl on a date and that date costs one third of your paycheck. You're going to feel like you invested a lot into her. So you're going to be chasing your investment and hoping that things work out with this. You're... If you're paying that much on a fucking date, you are a fucking idiot and you are a fucking loser. If you're paying that much money that this guy is saying, 
because what he is saying is supposed to make sense, right? So, let's... This shit is just ridiculous. This isn't a relationship. This isn't any. This is a date. You're putting that much in? What a dummy. Specific girl. And nothing turns girls off more than neediness. And if she's bad, it's even worse. If she's bad, it's even worse. This, like, these people, the the past, the last two people are... They're purple pill, but the, the last guy was more of like a costume outfit because he's using terms like baddies and all this other sort of like flamboyant, flamboyant uh, speech, this flamboyant speech that he's presenting. It's very like, <clears throat> it's damaging to, to young men because it's telling young men to just work make as much money as possible just to meet a random bitch and try to take care of all of her problems. This is what creates simps. These fucking men red pill my ass, MGTOW my fucking ass. The fuck is going on here? Head and crooked teeth. Go ahead and tell this. Trust me, works every time. Oh my God, Jessica, what what were they doing? They were fucking. All right. Okay, that'll be the end of that. Okay, <laughs> that's and that's the fucking end of that right there. We could try to look up some other things. I might just go on off the top of what I was bringing up earlier. The three C's women cannot follow in relationships. Comprehension, which is the action or your, uh, shit. Did we have this set up right? Yes, I do. Comprehension, the action of compatibility or capability of understanding something. The action or capability of understanding something. Comprehension, right? Compromise, an agreement or a settlement of a dispute that is reached by each side making concessions. And three, commitment, which commitment is the state of quality of being dedicated to a cause, activity, etc. All right. These are the things that most modern women will not have going into relationships. If you're looking at the sexual activity or God forbid, if you believe that body count has anything to do with pair bonding, then you will understand where I'm getting at. So commitment, just to start off, that's out the window. Her commitment today is to the career. Her commitment today is to the bag. And the best thing I can tell men is be happy with that and focus on what you have to bring. See, because unlike women, we almost, we or at least I'm talking from my point of view, we almost get better by ourselves. Some of us work better by ourselves, but then others, they had to literally be by themselves to recognize what they were worth and go after what they needed. 
So then all these other bitches who, unfortunately, when you were with them, you weren't doing shit. Now you got things going on. So now these bitches try to get back into the circle of shit. And that's when you, you know, you dismiss them and continue to do what you have to do. Compromise. When you talk about compromise with today's women, her only compromise and the only agreement or settlement that she has is with her career and with her decisions to be independent. Anything, anything that reaches relationships, she's going to try to obtain that in her 30s. And we all know the result of that. She will nine times out of 10 be bitter. She will nine times out of 10 be alone. Or she'll find younger guys who will still smash and spend time with her, but not really commit. And that's because she's too old for children. She's too old for um, I mean, there's a lot of things you would have to put into. There's a lot of things you would have to put in when it comes to thought and dating these type of women. And also, with the single motherhood, you would have to look at it as now going forward, is this woman really interested in me? Is she really interested in having a family? Or is she going to try to sneak? She's going to snake me. She's going to snake me later on in divorce court. <laughs> child support. If I have a child, if I, if I have a child with this woman, it's going to be another, it's going to be another debt that hangs on, that hangs above you as a guy. There's a lot of things that you think, you would think modern women would kind of realize that, oh, okay, well, these niggas is not participating, whatever. No, nah, these women are in fucking... These women are in a fucking crisis right now. <laughs> These bitches out here panicking. And all we've been doing is just getting back to money, making money. Trying to have something decent in the long run. I didn't... I didn't really start focusing on the shit that I really needed to do until I was like 29. Or really, 28 and 29 was just the planning and the preparation. And then 30 was when it just all happened. A lot of shit started to come together. I still had a lot. I had a lot of shit to deal with work-wise, money-wise. But I was still getting through it. And like I said, at this point, I finally made to my apex, to my high point in life. Financially speaking, I mean... I've kind of gotten over the whole friendship and like relationship routine with people. And I don't say that to sound like, like completely cold, but like to me, relationships are childish. If there's no direction in that relationship, to me, it's childish. We might as well just have a written agreement of what's going to be taking place. Boom. You sign it. I sign it. It's on file, bitch. Cause you're not going to try to sneak me long run. None of that shit. Negative. Bitch try to say that I'm the father and I'm not. I'm going to get her for slandering, nigga. I'll get that bitch for slandering. I'm going to counter sue, your honor, for slandering. <laughs> I want this bitch. I want this bitch out of here in, 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 fucking, in fucking metal bracelets as soon as possible. You feel me?
<laughs> but what what can a woman really compromise in men today? If we're if we're speaking if we're speaking from their point of view, then whatever a guy brings to the table, if it doesn't reach that particular number, that hundred thou hundred K per year, he's not a worthy man. It's not that he's not a high value man, because like I've said before, and where I kinda I kinda separate myself from that the whole Kevin Samuels way of, of thinking and I kind of just look at his shit as entertainment because most niggas don't really give a fuck about being um, being high value, especially to appease a female. So, but the shit he tells the women to me, you know, it's entertaining. Like I said, it's funny, but I don't really take much of his shit too serious when it comes to men. Because I'm sure that he's sure of his target audience. He's not going to shift to the other side anytime soon. And that's no disrespect to him. I'm not no hammerhand shit, but shout out to hammerhand. <laughs> I'm not no hammerhand shit. You know what I'm saying? I look at it as, hey, there's there's someone for everybody. Even even in the manosphere, ain't that some shit, right? There's someone for everybody, even within the manosphere. Now, the one thing that I will give credit to, right? I will give credit to a lot of the black women who come out here, especially Pink Book Lessons. And there's a couple of others that really came out here and really started exposing a lot of the shit that's going on with a lot of these bitter single mothers and a lot of these toxic women and a lot of these so-called career-oriented, um, educated, entitled women. A lot of these black women are now coming out. I've seen more... Me personally, maybe because I'm not necessarily looking for female content creators, but I've seen more black women pop up on my recommended feed than um, white white women. And I, I have just amount, I have a fair amount of subscriptions on YouTube that varies throughout any interest that I, ha that I have generally. But, um, you know, it's just something to point out. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that these women are just righteous, but their action for what it is, they're pointing out a lot of the hypocrisies. And I think a guy would just have to really be a fucking loser or a piece of shit not to acknowledge and point those things out. Now, I'm not saying you have to bow down to her or anything of that nature. I don't give a fuck about what they look like. I just, I like the information. I like the information and I like the message that gets that gets that gets pretty much promoted across the web because number one, these are women and also these are women of color. So they're gonna reach their target audience. Guaranteed. You know what I mean? So as long as that message is getting out there, there's no real I don't find it to be any fucking problems. A lot of guys, like I said, I'm not trying to do a platform. I'm not trying to be on a platform or promote a platform that will just restrict women from participating or even saying whatever the fuck they need to say. But I do realize that, of course, doing that would just invite all of the toxic females. And that would just be another snare. I'm on my Kevin Samuels shit. I want to do the opposite of what Kevin Samuels is doing. If I can 
If I can be anything in this world at this point going forward, I want to be the opposite of Kevin Samuels. And I'm not saying that to say I oppose Kevin Samuels, but what I'm saying is I want to have that same ability to get these women on there and expose themselves. And if a bitch gets loud with me, then I'm going to have to check her immediately or just drop her and then and then roast her for 10 minutes. That would probably be my my that's my that's my goal in the near future. I would say by the time I'm his age, that's that's what I want to do. But the complete opposite. Like I'm promoting everything opposite of what women want out of men. Because I believe that if you constantly tell a man or if women constantly tell men that they want high value this, high high value that, what ends up happening is kind of like a double-edged sword. Because on one end, some guys will get motivated to want to better themselves. But at the at the end of the day and at the same time, he's doing that to appease to appease the women. So if he's not successful in that particular in that particular category, if you will, he'll he'll either flatten out completely, go black pill. Cause like you look at the red pill and there's a lot of positives. Like for me, it's the harsh realities coming to that understanding, self development, then the nature of women. And then going forward from that point, there's a lot of guys who will just say, fuck it. Like the way that this dating shit is and all this, I really can't, you know, participate. You know, I got this going on. I got this job. I got things that I'm focusing on outside of the job. You know what I mean? He may just go, he may just go monk. He may just go MGTOW. Now, when you go MGTOW, I mean, there. Everybody has their line in the sand, right? So MGTOW to me, like, I can never be MGTOW because I'm still. I don't even know how to. I don't even know how to explain it. I can never go MGTOW. Or I can never really go my own way because essentially, I was naturally doing that to begin with. With the relationships that I've gotten into, it really wasn't much approaching for me. It was two people. Either I was cool with whatever circle she was in or she was cool whatever circle I was in. It was a natural interaction. So I never necessarily, I don't remember a time that I've ever pulled quote unquote game on women. Now certain guys feel like they have to do that. And you know, to each his own. I just don't believe that the pickup lines and all that shit is necessary within the manosphere. Well then again, I don't know if PUA's is PUA's like within the manosphere. It's an interesting question because if they are, I mean, it would be understandable. I just don't believe PUA's should really be within the talking points of the red pill. I mean, of course, you're going to have guys who disagree. These guys have profit for sale, game for sale. They're selling everything. You know what I mean? They're selling fucking coffee cups. They're selling um, trucker hats. They're selling scarves. They're selling COVID mask people. <laughs> I'm just joking, but I'm just saying they are selling everything. And all I'm doing is uh, speaking my mind. And I'm not charging people for shit. And me going forward and whatever I do, whether it's the YouTube channel or I just continue to put more effort and more consideration into the podcast, that's what the fuck I'm going to be doing. It's 828 I'm going to go in for about 30 more minutes. Who the fuck knows? You know what I mean? 
I got a good enough time to finish up what I need to finish up in this fucking building. I am fucking starving. I am broke. <laughs> I am broke until tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. I am broke until tomorrow. But uh, yeah, man. For me, I I look at this whole entire thing different. Even from the beginning, I kind of had I kind of had this belief that I mean a lot of dudes like to separate themselves and I understand that. You feel me? A lot of dudes like to separate themselves. Um there's a lot of fuckery on both ends, I believe, especially the red pill end. MGTOW it more for the most part has been solid. So I fuck with I, I always, you know, I always mention Black Ram 313, I always mention Thinking Man's Templar and others. So I don't I mean the Red Pill Party podcast is just it's just my incorporation of everything. If an Idmore video I come across has some purpose or some meaning, I'm going to display it. I'm going to give the content creator credit. And that's I think that's just how like I said before, I've talked about this uh recently, maybe a couple weeks ago at the most, where like there needs to be guys out there who are actually promoting these people who have a message, you know what I'm saying? And it doesn't have to be the person who has a hundred, a hundred thousand plus views. Cause obviously they wouldn't need that. It's the other people who are putting together good videos and they may only reach uh, 5,000 subscribers. They may only get 500 views, but their content and what they have to talk about is, is on point. And a lot of these people, men and women, deserve, um, you know, deserve their flowers, as they say. Yeah, man. I don't have anything else. I don't have nothing to drink. I've been drinking water. Two bottles of water. Oh, man. I may have to end this shit early. Phone is at least charged up, so that's one thing. There actually is a couple things that I wanted to mention from um, the previous episodes. Either it was something I put on my notes and I just went through, you know, the fucking videos and the responses and forgot. Um, where is this at? I probably deleted yesterday's one. I definitely did. Um, loyalty to the wrong person can be your downfall. A lot of people learned this before the red pill. A lot of people will understand this, especially after consuming the crimson capsules. Now, I say this to say whoever you meet or whoever you choose to be with, that that's your responsibility. So you can meet a girl and she appears to be, you know, appears to be everything, right? I don't know why I took the keys out of this shit, motherfucker. She appears, she appears to be everything that you want. But of course she's a chameleon, but you have no idea, right? So that decision that you made to be with that woman, that is your decision. It is like her decision for letting you sleep with her. 
See, the accountability that women have on that end doesn't exist. So a lot of these single mothers have all this anger against men just because of the men that she's dealt with. Or she'll equate her problems to the problems that every woman has, right? And it's like, it's the lack of original thought. It really is, if you think about it. Like, there's like, with men, there's more original thought to things. Like, I think men have more consideration when it comes to that. So, when a guy who's generally interested in a woman is interested and he approaches, and it's not like, I hear this a lot with a lot of women, and a lot of these women who say this, they're not even that attractive, but I'll just say it anyway. A lot of those women will say there's guys who approach her and, you know, she'll tell them that, you know, she's not interested and the guy will just wig out. Like, that shit will never fucking happen. Especially for the women who say this shit. Now, I get it. If you're like an eight or a nine and you do this in front of people or it's in a public, then yeah, that guy might say something. But I don't think he's just going to wig the fuck out on a bitch. Like, I think, I think women, I think women have became so picky in what they see as a quality man that they're people that don't exist. Like, they're people that she doesn't know. She just comes up with these concepts in her head because a lot of people in the entertainment and fashion, they, they kind of promote this idea for a woman to demand everything while bringing nothing to the table, right? This goes back to before with that one woman with the masculine energy, married for two years, 11 years ago, divorced him for not quote unquote leveling up and proposed and paid for the entire wedding. This is how desperate and destructive women are. And if you're not careful, a lot of guys aren't careful. They'll get tied up in this shit. They'll get tied up in this type of shit. See me like I, I kind of, I kind of understood the boundaries early on. So like when I started to notice how women were instead of how women say they were, you really get that, you get that realization. And it stings for a lot of guys who who witness that, who understand what I'm talking about, it stings. Oh yeah, a woman says she's gonna be here. Oh, she'll be here in a little bit. She don't show up. You know, shit like that. But then you'll see her the next day and she'll have she'll have an excuse, right? You know what I mean? Or she'll just be talking to other dudes. She'll, she'll, she'll talk to other niggas. No matter. She's fucking other dudes. Like, it, it's, it goes beyond, like, anything that you would consider worthy of talking to, let alone relationships. But like I said, when these women reach their 30s, they're not the attractive, semi-somewhat innocent girl that they were 10 years ago in their 20s depending on their promiscuity from that point earlier going forward, but we're not going to go there. I mean, dudes, dudes who are like, dudes in their 30s, for example, like, there's, there's so many avenues that would get a man away from relationships. <laughs> there's, there's so many avenues for a guy that would take a man's focus out of marriage. And because of 
Number one, just the commitment, comprehension, the compromise of most women, they, they don't focus on those things. They are like children. They want to party all the time. Girls just want to have fun, right? And they believe that they can be forever young. But at the end of the day, they get old, bitter, miserable, um, destructive, even more destructive as they get older. No kids, no marriage, no opportunities. And she made all the decisions herself. When she was better looking, when she had something going on, when she had when she appeared to have a fucking focus on something, she was too busy riding a cock carousel. She was too busy cock hopping. Professional cock hopper. The cock goblin. The cock gobbler. Alright, um <laughs> the 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 cock gobbler. The cock hop. The cock hop extraordinaire. These bitches be out here, you know, riding the cock carousel. And see, like, dudes, dudes who, like, dudes who laugh at this shit, it is funny, but it's not funny. Because, like, you understand that you were in your 20s, right? And you were trying to get into relationships with these professional cock hoppers. It doesn't become funny when you really think about it, but that's what it is today going forward. It's a, it's a group of professional cock hoppers who are trying to get the highest they're trying to get the highest amount from the highest value men that's really what the dating scene turns into and of course today unless you like i've said within most of my relationships unless you know somebody within the circle or anything like that you have to take these bitches out on dates that never i i don't think i've ever taken a woman out on the date I'm not even lying to you. I've gotten so comfortable at that particular time just doing like wild, reckless, and, and goofy shit. I, I'll ask a bitch if she's hungry. I'll be like, yeah, all right, good. I'm about to order a pizza. Bitch, like, you don't want no pizza? No cheesesteak? Nothing? Oh, okay. Oh, I want this and that. Oh, all right. Well, I'll holler at you. That's how I was coming at women at that time because really, like, for me, even at that early age, I said to myself, well, what can these women even offer me? Like, relationships, even at an early age, that's, like, retarded. There's, like, you know, hooking up and shit like that. You know what I mean? Like, women should have been the ones interested in those long-term relationships earlier on. And it's actually the women's responsibility to get men to get out of the world and everything and be interested in her. But it's all became opposite, i.e. simps and soy boys and manginas that try to be overly friendly and, you know, can't can't present himself in any social occasion. Socially awkward. He has school shooter vibes, Elliot Roger vibes. You know what I'm saying? Columbine vibes. Let me stop. But seriously, he has school shooter vibes. Like, he's very weird. You know what I'm saying? You can't really... You don't know what the fuck he's talking about most of the time. See, I've been around these niggas. You know what I'm saying? I got a funny story for you guys before I get ready to wrap this up. It's kind of connected. Because, you know, this has been 
pretty much the unorganized and fucked up episode. I do apologize once again, sort of. But there was this kid that um, there was this kid. He was he was sitting he was sitting on a bench on like a main street in my city, like you know what I mean, a main street, and. I'm walking, me and this bitch is walking, and, you know, this bitch was pretty much, you know, I would consider her street meat, you know, pretty much, but she chose to be a street, she she chose to be street meat, essentially, so, like, by that, it's like, she's, like, what you would consider a thought, straight up, she was a thought, but I was fucking with her at the time, and we walking up the street, and this dude is just sitting down, and he just looked like a school shooter. I just remember saying to myself, like, yo, this dude looks either suicidal or homicidal. This guy looks like he's about to burn a nursery down. Like, this nigga looks vicious. So, anyway, this this stupid bitch, this stupid-ass whore decides to talk to this dude. And he's like, yeah, I just moved in this apartment, whatever. So, anyway, motherfuckers ended up just chilling in that apartment every day. Now... Motherfuckers was just chilling in that apartment every day. So now it became pretty much a drug house. It be, there's no other way to describe it. It became a drug house because this nigga was so like weak minded as a man. He would just let anything and everything happen in his house. So he would have three people at a time just sleeping over crashing in his apartment. And I, I used to always... I didn't feel, I didn't feel sorry for him, but I had a little pity for him because it was like, dude, you could just tell people, you know, they got to leave, like niggas would leave. Like me, I didn't, I wasn't really comfortable around this nigga because he was just a weirdo in my mind anyway. And, you know, he was one of those, um, uh, he had the, he had the black nail polish. He was one of them emo, the emo kids. I thought the emo shit was dead. I thought niggas turned it into something else. But apparently these niggas still exist. So I would always go back and forth. There was another chick that I was talking to who who I didn't want. It wasn't that she didn't know that I was fucking with other chicks. It's just I didn't want her to know that I was fucking with this chick. Because this chick was just bad news. I mean, she was attractive, but that was all she really had. And I know that sounds good to a lot of men, but when you're in relationships and when you're dealing with a woman besides sex and these women are just, you know, flesh and bone, pretty much, they don't have any spirit. They don't have any, they don't have any um, individuality. A lot of these women, they kind of just follow the hopes and dreams of others. So I had this one chick who I was, who I was dealing with. I was like, yeah, just drop me off. Just drop me off around the corner. She was like, she's like, you going to that dude's house? I'm like, yeah, yeah. She's like, I'll just pull up in front. I'm like, nah, just drop me off here. So this stupid hoe wanting to be nosy. She pulls around to the fucking apartment anyway. I'm just sitting there going, oh, man, hopefully this stupid whore. Hopefully this dumb whore isn't out. She's not outside or anything like that. So she pulls around the corner. Luckily, I, I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking, but I'm not obvious because I'm in the passenger seat. 
So I'm low-key sweating. I'm, I'm low-key scoping, like, all right, hopefully this bitch isn't in front. Pulls up. I get out of the car. She's like, yo, hit me up in a couple hours. I'm like, all right, cool. She kissed me, whatever. I go, I go up. I'm walking towards, you know, the front door. As she pulls out and, and goes past the liquor store that was right across the street, this goofy bitch comes right out. I, it was I was so fortunate because this bitch that was that dropped me off she would have she would she would have packed that other bitch out she would have packed her out this Hispanic bitch I was fucking with, she would have she would have packed this uh this goofy bitch out so I was very lucky or she was very lucky she didn't even know stupid ass bitch but anyway so eventually niggas just were going in and out and there was this one chick. I'm not even going to, like, put too much out there, but <laughs> there's just one chick, man, you know, she was well-known. We'll just leave it at that. And um, she started crashing. Now, I'll, I'll tell you this right now. Loose, when it comes to, like, the quote-unquote loose women, the only depressing thing about it is their looseness. You almost expect certain women to be that way. And I don't mean to judge women on looks because I am actually judging you on looks. But if a woman is like, quote unquote, presentable and she appears to be something that she isn't and then it comes down to the sack and you got a pastrami and roast beef sandwich, it's, it's, it's come on, man. It's, it's curtains. She got meat curtains, but for me, it's curtains. It's a done fucking deal. But. This was one of those chicks, you know what I mean? Everybody was fascinated with her. Me, I had a homeboy, rest in peace, who who fucked with her when she first moved out to the area. So he had, like, first dibs, like. So, you know, when you, when you have a homeboy who fucks with a chick first, and you kind of see how he does it and how he leaves the woman sort of like angry. All of her actions was sort of transpired from that previous relationship. You know what I'm saying? Like, so even, even bitches, even bitches who say, okay, I'm not interested in a relationship. I want a career. All right, bitch, we'll see you 10 years later. Or what did you feel two years ago? You were probably in a long-term relationship that didn't work out. Because a nigga wasn't willing to cooperate with you. Because the only thing you're talking about is your career, your passion, your hopes, your dreams. And the guy who's with you suffers. The guy who's with you suffers in silence most of the fucking time. Right? He can't really say nothing like, shut the fuck up. Can you leave me the fuck alone? Can you give me 20 fucking minutes to myself? An hour to my fucking self? Two hours maximum? That's the thing about a lot of women, too. They're, they're fucking invasive. I'm not saying all women, but most women are invasive. They want to know as much as possible about you. But the thing about it, when you tell her everything about you, she'll get bored and she'll go on to the next guy. A lot of guys understand what I'm saying. I'm, say, I'm telling you straight up truth. When, you, when you're interested in a woman, and I've done this before in my sim days, you... You become talkative, a woman starts hitting you up, and then you start telling her everything that you do. 
you tell them what you do for a living, all these other things. It doesn't even matter if you're quote unquote successful. If a woman gets to a point where it's like, all right, well, I have nothing else to ask him. And if you already approached her on some let's hang out shit and she's talking about, I usually don't do that. Leave the, leave the conversation, man. See, I had women and see, this is, this, this was like, this was like a slap in her face. I never really looked at it like that until recently. So there was this one chick that I was trying to fuck with and I knew she was close by because my boys, my homies know her and so on and so forth. But I didn't really get those dudes was telling me, yo, no, nah, don't fuck with that. They were telling me that from the rip. But the thing was, what she would always say is, oh, well, I'm not really, I don't really like, you know, talking to, to new people. So I'm like, oh, okay. Well, it's been nice, you know, whatever. And she's like, well, what's that supposed to mean? I'm like, bitch. If we're in the same vicinity and you can hit me up 40 fucking times a day, but you're not trying to have an actual conversation when you're less than like two mile perimeter from me, there's no reason for me to to go back and forth with you. This isn't Harry met Sally type shit. Give a fuck about no bitch like that. That's why for me, like I said, I don't even like going back and forth with women, especially when it comes to like. Because like online, women women will screenshot everything. So all the goofy shit that you say, you can try to walk away from that. But if a bitch screenshots it, it's out. She has it. That's why your best option is just not even to go about dealing with women in that fashion. Because they're not interested in that. They're not interested in the romantic type. Unless you're romantic with a bank account. These women are going to come with the masculine energy if she's educated, if she's independent. She's going to expect you to quote unquote level up. She's going to expect she's going to expect you to do better for her, bring everything to the table because she is the table, right? Why do men remain an accessory to modern day women? Why most men remain as an accessory to modern day women? I believe modern day women accessorize or objectify men more so than the modern men objectify women. Let me explain. Now, it does go both ways here. When a guy says something like, or better yet, it goes both ways in a sense of sexuality with women and just, or the, the sex object for women and the success object for men. So a man is supposed to be successful and the social standards of a woman supposed to be supposed to being um, attractive and appealing to men. Now, if you flip it, you'll have women trying to be the success. And because of how attractive they appear to be, because of their hunt, and in a lot of times competing with other men, she's going to have a more masculine frame. And that masculine appeal and masculine frame is not going to be attractive to a lot of women. I mean, to a lot of men. Perhaps, maybe, a, maybe a woman. These women are known to be in bisexual, trisexual, bipolar, and everything else in the fucking book. 
most men remain accessories to modern day women because men today have only equal to modern women um, bank accounts, careers, high value men. That's the only thing that really breaks down for them. Of course, looks, money, and status, but the 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 status and the money is is like the two major things. That's high value men. You know what I mean? That's money and status. So when you have women who who know that they're not capable of those men think that she actually is or goes along with what these other entertainers and females will tell them about they don't need a man, they're going to be the ones who are going to suffer the most in the long run. Because this is not a rap video. This is real life. And women who want to choose their careers over the possibilities of relationships and family, hey, hopefully you you do what you intend to do. Truly. Because at the end of the day, your career your education won't mean nothing when it comes to meeting a man. In fact, that man will probably not deal with you because he knows that you're that type of woman. You know, guys are kind of, you know, guys are kind of selfish in a, in a lot of ways, immature or possessive in a sense, where it's like we like valuable time with the women we're with. But at the same time, too much of anything is not good. So there has to be that separation. There has to be the man who goes to work. Um, traditionally, it would be the woman taking care of the house, but we know you can't turn a hoe into a housewife, and this promiscuous behavior is hoeish at the very least. But there were traditional roles, but the thing is the women have began trying to take the roles of men and become more career oriented or become more educated. And in the long term, they end up being, you know, even more damaged psychologically, antidepressants, emotionally, because they've believed everything that the feminazis have told them mentally, I should say. And emotionally is they can't you see like accountability is so important. Like accountability is so important. It's about that's that's what it is when it comes to being a adult or growing up is being able to take responsibility and accountability for what you do. Right. When you when you just erase that, which this is what most women do, they erase accountability so they can do whatever they want, make the decisions that they want. Hey, you got birth control, sleep around. Oh, you got pregnant? All right, plan B. All right. Or no, no, we take the plan B the day after. But hey, uh, abortion's available. Oh, we celebrate those. We protest over those. We march over those, you know. And it becomes, for for men, most guys like myself, I, I've kind of gotten over it. And I've said, all right, if this is what women are representing, then I want nothing to do with them. And it has nothing to do with hating them. It's just, it's it's not caring to participate. It's like you reach a point as a man where it's like, dude, all this shit I'm doing is just off the strength of me wanting to do it. Me getting into better shape. I'm like 211 now. I was like, it's probably 215 a couple weeks ago, 211. 
slimming down a little bit more as the weather begins to hopefully be, this would be a quick fucking winter, but probably not. Um, all the things that I've been doing, including the podcast, it was done because I wanted to do it. And I think it was a good, it's a good way for me to display my progression and where I started. You can hear a lot of the older episodes and I'll be honest, like a lot of the older episodes were semi cringe. I'm not going to lie a little, just a little bit, but you know, I was starting off trying to, you know, see what way I can come across displaying the information. I tried to do a PG. Then I just said, fuck it. You know what I mean? I, I might as well just speak the way that I would speak to people that I'm comfortable around. Around other people, I present myself in a way just to see. Then every now and then I'll, I'll let something slip just to test the water to see how they react. You know what I mean? But for the most part, like I said, I'm more comfortable just dolo mission. You know what I mean? Mercenary mode. Go to work. One man. Do my eight hit the gate. Like I said, it's 858. <laughs> That's funny. About to wrap this shit up, actually. And, uh. Go back to finishing my fucking job. I would have an hour, 15 minutes. You know, tomorrow is going to be a freestyle Friday. We're going to gather. We're going to gather a good amount of videos, go over a good amount of them. Do what we usually do Fridays. Saturdays is also going to be something that I'm going to be doing, mostly because I work from 9 to 2. So I can go in here, 8.45, set everything up before 9.30. Uh, not sure what time I'm going to do that, but just know Saturday there will be an episode as well in the a.m. But it is two minutes to 9 p.m. or one minute, 9.59. And about to wrap this up, man. It's been another fucking day. I'm actually tired, as you guys may tell. Not as energetic as I usually am. I do apologize. But I'm going to finish this shit, do my eight, hit the gate. In the meantime and in between time, Jersey Judah, Red Pill Party Podcast, signing out. Peace. Oh, yeah, hold up. <laughs> I forgot about that. That's cool. Bluetooth audio. Audio. I'm going to do this just so I can play the audience and end this. Okay. <laughs> in the meantime and in between time, and I'm sorry for that interruption, Jersey Judah, Red Pill Party Podcast, signing out. Peace.